Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, a podcast from The Independent on everything to do with love, sexuality, identity and more. This week we are joined by the dynamic duo that is actor and musician Diana Vickers and singer-songwriter Kiara Hunter. Together they are Kai and Dee, a hilarious comedy duo making light of the trials and tribulations of millennial life. They cover everything from fears around turning 30 to friendship and of course dating. Today they join me to discuss the inspiration behind their hilarious viral videos on Instagram. We talk about some of their dating disasters, the agony of heartbreak and why some breakups hit you harder than others. Enjoy the show! Hi guys, thank Hello. you so much for doing this. Um, oh, thank you for having us. So would you mind starting us off by introducing yourselves and telling us a bit about what it is that you do? Uh, Diana, do you want to start? Yes, I am Diana Vickers. Uh, the one and only. <laughs> um, I, um, what do I do? I'm an actress and singer and writer. I've been actually doing some writing at the moment. So I guess I'll throw that one in there. Oh, I love yeah. that. <laughs> slash, 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 musical comedy, yeah, part, part, part of Key and D. Do you know what's so funny is that, like, hi, I'm Kiara, by the way. Um, <laughs> I went out on the weekend, it was the first time I actually introduced, I was quite drunk at the time. I was like, I, someone asked me what I did, I was like, I'm a comedian, I'm a comedian. <laughs> I was just like testing it out, obviously, because what we've been doing lately, but before that, I write songs, basically. That's that's why I do. You're right. Good pop songs. Well, you are both comedians. That's why I wanted to talk to you. Your um, your videos are absolutely hilarious. I am obsessed Aww. with them. I wet myself oh, laughing when I watch them. Um, <laughs> can you tell us a bit why you started them? Because you started them in lockdown, didn't you? I'm guessing it was sort of just a lockdown, lockdown boredom project that kind of spiraled. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, we were isolating together, weren't we? We were locked yeah. up together. I literally moved in. I moved in maybe a month before lockdown. Down. Yeah, and then we were like, "What the hell <laughs> is going on?" Start with you now. And then we we sort of we were always sort of making up silly songs all the time in our friendship. We just sort of like do a little jingle here and then and make a song about nothing. And then yeah. one day we just sort of like sat round and the beat we call the piano the beast. We strap ourselves to the strap beast. ourselves to the beast. <laughs> and then we did one about the pandemic, and yeah. then it got quite a lot of views. And we're like, "They love us. Yeah. We've got to have more." It's so funny looking back though, because that was literally day four, wasn't it? And yeah. I, th- I think we thought like everyone, oh, this will be a few weeks. This is, yeah. let's just see things. And then gradually as the months, it's funny. You can tell where we were emotionally based on <laughs> yeah. the videos. <laughs> like how puffy are my eyes at that certain time. I know. The yeah. one video I look back, I might definitely had COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I look like a ghost. <laughs> and how much preparation goes into them? Because I think the brilliant thing about them is when you watch them, they seem really off the cuff and they seem really spontaneous. <laughs> but because you're so synchronized in all of your dance moves as well that you do together I'm imagining it takes quite a lot of time well that's like seven years of friendship basically yeah we're sort of in sync yeah we've got the same language I would say probably no preparation goes in or very minimal preparation yeah it's it's yeah it's quite like rough (laughs) and um 
off the cuff kind of thing. Mm. I mean, we had we did a sh- our first live show mm. uh, a, a, a couple of months ago, and we had mm. like three weeks to write like an hour's show, didn't we? Yeah. And that that was a bit yeah. We are. We really locked ourselves inside. For yeah, we did. The only we actually we closed the curtain. Yeah, we did. And <laughs> and locked, locked ourselves in. We were shut in. But I think we thought at the at the start we were like, oh, should we be more like slick or produced? Because you look on TikTok and stuff, and oh. people are so good at making these sort of comedy videos. Polished. And then yeah. we sort of thought, well, that's not really us as people. We're mm. quite rough and ready and up for anything. So yeah. we thought, well, I, I think that's what people liked about it. So we kind of. We we only now recently just started editing in some yeah, like some iMovie photos, <laughs> like some zooming it, and we're very impressed with ourselves when we do that. When he zooms like, in, cut to that and back. That's about yeah. as sophisticated as we get. But yeah. um, before I talk about some of the specific videos, can I just ask a bit about your friendships? You said you've been friends for seven years. How did you guys meet? I actually don't remember when I first met you. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, yeah. Um, we well, we have a mutual friend, Chantelle, who I've been friends with for like 12 years, and she was your manager, music manager yeah. to start off with. Yeah, she was. So I knew Kiara's like this our friend's got a funny little Irish Liverpoolian accent. He's like, I'm managing this girl called Kiara. You gotta meet her. Yeah, and then I met you. I don't remember when I first met you. Though. I don't remember at all. We were like, we were friends, but we'd hang out on the periphery. Like, yeah, know. we weren't like immediate friends. We sort of like, I'd be like, hey, you're right, and we'd have yeah. nights out together. And yeah. then uh, probably like four four years ago, yeah. we started to be like, we had oh, a like actually. first one-on-one coffee date. At yeah, like, it I was really Shoreditch like House. You. It's a house that brings us all together. <laughs> we're like, do you want to go to the gym? Do you want to go for a class? Oh, yeah, that's right. We used to work out. Together. Yeah, we'd be like, and then we get coffee, and yeah. then we'd like have a wine, and then we were like, got real close. Yeah, yeah, and then you were like. Then I had my house and I was like, there's a spare room going. Do you want to move in? Yeah. And I was living on by, on by myself at the time and hated it. I had to go around <laughs> to her house and like rescue spiders. Yeah. Kill spiders. You, it was you weren't terrible. doing real well there. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. So then I moved in and that was it. And then it feels like I've lived here for a thousand years. Yeah. I can't believe it was a month before lockdown that you moved in. That timing is crazy. Can you imagine? <laughs> I know. Honestly, I don't know what I would have done. And also live like it was... It was a classic first apartment alone where I just mm. made all the mistakes. Like I moved in, realized it was a basement and yeah. no this one is tells- you about yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like the real estate agent, like never told me that the, there's no natural light, obviously. So <laughs> a dungeon. It was literally a dungeon. It was like in an amazing location. Oh yeah. All, like it was just, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have fared well for me during lockdown. I no, it wouldn't have crazy. It, So it was like really perfect that you were here for that. Or yeah. Else that would have been mental. That would have been crazy. So it was, it was really, really good timing. And then obviously living with people, anyone during a lockdown is, like mental yeah so. but we did it we, we had a few slam in the front doors and going on a walk <laughs> oh, really that was your tin of baked beans oh, oh my god because i we remember want... having one in there we that's had funny. an argument about tin of baked beans yeah. and then what was the worst is when i was cooking a big pasta oh, dish no. for everyone and then it fell on the floor <laughs> and she just walked out she, she actually just looked at it and went i can't do this and left the room so i can't do this anymore and me and charlotte were left to sort of scrape olives we're like it's fine. It, it's not that bad. Oh, oh good times. Good time. Oh my god. We really talked about it 
like I feel like as a collective nation, everyone sort of blocked out these memories. Yeah, but it was quite hell? funny looking back. Where were you yeah. during lockdown? I was I was isolating with my boyfriend uh, and his roommate, and I, you know, we we didn't live together. It was just uh, we'd we'd been in Mexico uh, on holiday when wow. they announced lockdown. We literally flew back wow. the day that they announced lockdown, and I had two housemates at the time. And they were like, well, because you're already with your boyfriend, rather than you both kind of infecting both of your houses, why don't you just go and live together? (laughs) So um, I moved in with him and I'd never lived with men before. So that was interesting. It oh is. my god it's yeah. a thing it's, it's a thing it's hard work yeah it is it's and so and are you still living together now no so I I live on my own now right. um yeah at the moment I'm living on my own but um yeah I was there for about eight weeks um right. and yeah it was a very um it was a very intense experience as it was for everyone <laughs> the thing is like people force into these situations aren't they? it's like I don't want to be alone it's like this is what I have to do yeah. and I mean some people I think it broke some relationships apart. Friendships fell apart. Some people came out stronger. Yeah. You know, it was a funny old time. I couldn't see my boyfriend for four months, even though we were in the same city. Yeah. And, yeah, hard for you. and but in looking back now, I think if it had been the other way around and we could only see each other for four months, mm. I don't know how that would have gone. If anything, like it kind of kept the relationship really yeah. exciting. It's like, I really miss you. You're only half an hour away, but I can't see it's you. It's just so extreme. It was crazy. It I want to talk about um, how much you guys sing about dating relationships in your videos, because I think mm. that it's the same kind of things that we talk about on the podcast a lot, like everything like social media stalking and disastrous mm. dates and heartbreak and everything else. So I want to know what made you want to start talking about dating in the songs, because it didn't really start that way, did it? No, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't start that well. I mean, we did do one that was about the no summer, summer of no sixty nine, because mm. then that was a cover that we did, and it was about obviously not getting sex during lockdown, mm. and people really enjoyed that one. We're like, yeah. oh, people like a bit of the, the this sort of honesty, yeah. and then. And then it got on to, we were both turning 30 and we were absolutely <laughs> pooing our pants. I was like, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. We'd just, we'd just be sitting in the living room like, we've only got two weeks left. <laughs> like, and then we were like, let's just do a song about turning 30 because it's just like really relatable. And people just really loved the honesty. Yeah. And then then that sort of transitioned into, well, what else is a fucking mess in my life, yeah. <laughs> my dating life? So... Yeah. Basically, it would be me on a Monday morning sort of collecting stories from Diana's <laughs> weekend because I've been in perpetual relationships for like my entire 20s. So I have to live vicariously through you. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of what occupies a lot of our conversations mm. with our friends. And we've got a lot of single gal friends. Yeah. We, yeah. There's quite a lot of us. And yeah. We're just constantly analyzing men on WhatsApp. Groups. I mean, they could just give us so much material, don't they, men? Like, know. you know, they could be a bit more boring, but they just continue to <laughs> blow my mind, <laughs> provide much inspiration. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love um, the self abuse one. I was just watching that earlier. It's all such oh, yeah. relatable stuff. And you talk about masturbating to normal people, crying in yeah, the bath. Oh, <laughs> you can be Marianne vibes. Oh, I don't yeah, know if anyone's ever told you that, but and wow. that's. That, about a bigger compliment as I yeah. can that is high praise that has made my week thank you, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, yeah that kind you of, do have that, that energy sort of, you know, that look yeah you got the look <laughs> my god mm. thank you um I wanted to ask you about the bit where you talk about googling an ex's new girlfriend and social media stalking an ex's new girlfriend and wanting to make her your new best friend because I have done that <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that so much 
I know. Yeah, and yeah, I've I, the oh worst. God, tell is, the forehead story. I my ex boyfriend, who I was like really caught up about. Um, he he dated quite a few girls after me. Classic. I want to be alone. Yeah. Don't want to see anyone. New girlfriend. New girlfriend. New girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, liar. Yeah, liar. Um, he. I was. Sh- sh- you were into her house yeah. having coffee. You're like, oh my god, his. I was gonna say his name then. He's here with his new girlfriend. I was like, who the hell is she? Mm. And, and then you took a photo. You could you could only yeah. see her eye yeah. and her, her eyebrow. Probably like probably just not even a full eye. I don't think it was a full it eye. Wasn't a I full think it was eye. more of a brow and a forehead. I yeah. found out who she was from by that, that eyebrow from that corner. Are you serious? Mental. I found her on Instagram. It, within five minutes, yeah. I was like, it, uh, it was, I was like, it, what? Okay. It's... And then I had to posi- positively identify. I was like, you're like, how yeah, the no, hell is, have you done that? <laughs> wow. Dan, I think, frankly, you should go work for MI6. That is very, I very know. impressive. Single women or women under 30 or... It's me and my friend, 40, Chantel, are like really good at it. The best detectives. We can yeah. tell you anything you need to know about anybody, basically. Yeah, and I've done that whole thing where you've been scrolling through someone's profile and then I've liked a photo from, like, 2016 or whatever. I'm like, what the hell? That's rough. And you, hope, you put it on airplane mode hoping that, like, it'll just... You know, like sometimes when you deem airplane, yeah, mode, it doesn't send it. Doesn't a message. send it. Well, <laughs> yeah. I love all of the um, bad dates that you guys talk about, and I know you just said that some of the stories that you kind of crowdsource them. But I want to ask you a bit about the um, "just hold on till you get home" video, which is, I think, one of my favorites. For those who haven't Poor seen guy. it, can you explain the story behind guy. it and where it came from? Um. Yeah, I was just dating this guy and get yeah, beauty calls around to my house one night and, you know, we <laughs> we did the deed. Um, and I was like, okay, great. And I kind of wanted him to go, you know, but he was like, I'll stay. And then he was like, I'm going to use this toilet. And he went to the toilet. He's in there for ages, like obviously doing a poo <laughs> and heard it all. And then... <laughs> He was like, he never half an hour. And then he came out again. And then he like needed the toilet again. And then like, I had no loo roll left. And then he went, he went to use my sister's en suite. It just was a real nightmare. I was like, get, just get out, get out of my house, get out of my house now. But what's funny to me is, I don't know about you, Liv, like I have been on the verge of like, you know, expl- needing to fart. And like, <laughs> but like, you know, but you hold on. Well, yeah, until so you, you get home. When you first start dating someone, you pretend like you don't have an asshole. Like yeah. nothing is coming out. Like, you know, you're just on your best, most, I, you know, I'd never, yeah. I don't have any bodily functions. And then as soon as you leave them, it's just all like, yeah. you know. You just get out so of I there. don't understand why he thought that that was It was obviously really desperate, well. yeah. but like, just no. no. I completely, I completely agree. Even now, you know, I've been with my boyfriend for three years and yeah. <laughs> I'll tell the story because it's quite funny. I went on a run. Yeah, go on. um, I went went on a run and we were staying in this like little Airbnb somewhere. And, and, you know, my boyfriend never takes a bath ever. I always take baths. I love them. He never takes baths. For some reason, there was one bathroom in this Airbnb. I came back from the run. I was desperate for the toilet. And I came in. And I came in and he was in the bath playing like really soothing music. So relaxed. And I ran and was like, get out the fucking bath now. And he was like, 
was like, oh, what are you talking about? You can't even go back in because it was really yeah. smelly. Like you're going to need to leave that for 40 to 45 minutes. No one can go oh, in there. Oh, no. That's amazing. It was yeah. so funny. The poor guy, he was just having a nice relaxing bath. <laughs> I was like, get the fuck know, out. Like, get out. I mean, yeah, we've all we've all been there, haven't we? I had to, uh, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I had that though. I um had a boyfriend and it was at the first stages and he had an ensuite in in his Worst. in his bedroom Worst. and he had Worst. some rat flatmates and he was like and I was like, I can't go and use the main toilet because you'll just know why I'm doing that. You'll know yeah. that I'm having a poo. Yeah. So I literally just was like it was so overwhelming. I was like, I feel really sick, I've got to go. <laughs> I like booked a cab and, and I was went like, to the costa on the Yeah, corner. I went to the costa on the corner yeah. and then just was like, I'm gonna have to just go this home. This is now. what you do though. That is totally normal behavior. The ensuite is a real danger because you, you have no privacy and anything that goes on in there is going to waft out eventually into the bedroom. So I sort of like- own it though now, like whenever I like, with my second boyfriend, I had five years. I was like, I need the toilet. You're gonna have to put some music on. Yeah, no, and then true. you're gonna have to go for a walk. But that's an age <sighs> thing, though. I never would have done that at 22, 24. Like, yeah. I, I definitely think, like, as I get older, you just become just more, be more honest, honest and, with yourself. And if you really like each other, like, you know, you're gonna fall in love or something, then you yeah, can be like that. But when you're sleeping with someone and you don't, it's not really gonna be anything. I'm like, just, just go home. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss how do you handle when you're sharing these like very personal stories on on the on the videos like do you do you ever get any feedback from the people that they are about and if you are dating someone new do you kind of warn them and say just so you know like I do use uh, my dating life for, for content sometimes because I had to do that in the past from this point I feel like I'm really caught blocking myself I had this like realization I was like I feel no like no one you. wants to date me now I do get I do get a little bit like I did feel bad about that guy about the poo one I thought mm. that's upset like I hope that he's not upset with me but I don't name him you know and only he's gonna carry that he he'll just know and um there was there was one the other day when I I posted the one about the breakup song and that was actually quite difficult not difficult for me but that was like a really emotional time in my life and my ex who that was predominantly about follows me on Instagram and I was like oh I'm gonna have to say something to him like because he'll watch it so I was like, hey, um, just so you know, you'll make notice like some sort of like references here. And then he like voice noted me back. And then you're like, what the hell? Like now I'm getting into some sort of like weird 
conversation with my ex like that I don't we didn't want to really happen Mm. um so it is a bit weird and and sometimes I have a bit of a moment don't I being like oh my god yeah there's the flap like right before we put the video out which for me I'm just I'm just like just do it just do it yeah brilliant it's it's gold like but what's there's a quote about something about writing I don't know what it is but everything is material everything is copy right Yeah. yeah and I think for me in like songwriting or anything like that, like anything that goes on around me, I'm just like trying to use in some way creatively. Mm. But it is, yeah, it's really hard when there's real people. People, I mean, around. you must feel that when you're doing this, like you obviously you're in a relationship yeah. and you talk about that. Like, how does he feel? Yeah, your, it's, your, um, your <laughs> it's tricky. I mean, I used to, when I started the podcast, I was single and I, mm. me and my friend who used to host it together, we would go on dates and then literally the next day talk about them on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was interesting. And then, you know, sometimes the guys I would date would be like, well, when am I going to, when are you going to talk about me on the show? Um, and then I wrote, I'm going to make the call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that some guys, some narcissists might actually want to mm. date you to get a song about them or yeah, to get yeah. on the podcast. You just never know. Yeah. I, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting dynamic to work out. That's why I wanted to ask you about it because you kind of, you like obviously I I agree with you you know everything that happens to me I'm a writer and I feel like everything is going to be you know inspiring something that I do mm. but then there yeah. is this question of morality as well <laughs> yeah oh my god so it's a very fine line mm. I mean I had to do the performance in in August with my boyfriend's parents in the audience <laughs> and although I don't share quite as many things as Daniel does because quite frankly no one wants songs about my relationship <laughs> being in love so being nice love, you know. I'm real happy but, yeah Stop. but you know summer of no 69 that was predominantly about the fact that you know yeah. we couldn't see each other couldn't have sex we had to oh I don't know if I can tell the Greenwich Park story oh my god well it's coming <laughs> anyway, out isn't it well, we we like eventually had to just like meet up and sort of do a George Michael Hampstead Heath mm-hmm. situation um <laughs> that was the only way we could have like physical intimacy for like four months you know and like there's things like that where well now I've I don't think his parents can listen to this no, but, we'll just but um say no. but yeah I had to like perform it in front of them and I couldn't look his mom in the eye I was like oh yeah God, this is so awkward no you mentioned that. um the breakup song I loved that one so much I love the way you guys sing about all of the various things that someone does to kind of distance themselves and distract themselves in in a breakup that I think everyone does um for those who haven't seen it, can you describe what kind of silly things you have done to try and get over a breakup, both of you, and <laughs> which ones made it into the video? I had to go to India. I was adamant I had to go by myself to India. Yeah. I was like, I'm getting out of here. I need to be as far away as possible. And then I just got all the way to India and just like cried the whole time. No, I did. I went and did yoga and I made some nice friends. And I felt their this- ears off about the relationship <laughs> but everyone everyone that was there was going through some emotional trauma like yeah. you know everyone people don't go to India for a nice jolly they go there to <laughs> maybe not do a yoga retreat yeah um and then what else I, w- I booked a trip to I don't know I literally think I booked a flight to Milan or something and got to the airport and was like no I can't do it and I got on the Stanza Express and just went home because I thought I just want them to see me in a cool place. Yeah. I want them to be like, oh, she's in Mysterious. she's in Italy. That's so crazy. She must be so fine without me. Yeah. You know? And then I realized I was just going to go to Milan and feel really sad in Milan. And I yeah. thought, oh, that doesn't sound particularly great. No, you just feel lonely. I-, I felt like I didn't do India because like, I wanted to prove anything. That was like, I needed to get as far away as possible. Yeah. I needed like, a complete utter culture shock. 
yeah. um and I'd, I'd, I'd exhausted myself like I said one of the new year's eve it was actual real thing mm-hmm. I went round and found a new audience <laughs> to talk about my breakup with I was like I was on the stairs I was in the utility room <laughs> Like anyone who walked through that door, I'd yeah. be like, I can talk I to can them about tell this. You the story. Just constantly <laughs> analyzing it to every new human that I saw. Yeah. And then I mean, obviously there's the haircuts and all the oh my God, shit yeah. that you end up doing to yourself. You want to get a new look. I got a ta- oh babe, I got a tattoo of like a lot. Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. I got a tattoo at this awful place on Kings and Road in Dalston of that line. And to wow. me in my head, I was like it's me drawing a line between <laughs> me and him. No more. Oh, <laughs> it was like in my head, it made no. all this symbol. And because I was drunk at the time, you can see it sort of blown out. You know, when you get a tattoo and you're drunk, the ink just goes like, cause your blood's thin or whatever. That's so that I look at that and that's pretty much the most ridiculous thing I've done on a breakup. Cause it's just a line on my skin. It just doesn't mean anything. That's hilarious. <laughs> How um... what about you, Dal? Oh God. I ha- well, I, I I broke up with my ex, with my boyfriend who I'm with now. We broke up last summer for two months. Um, and I just just shagged a lot of people I should not have had sex with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then really regretted it um yeah it was interesting but I, I want the state that we get ourselves into of I know manic, manic sort of behavior it's sort of unlike any sort of like a frenzy mm. you go into because you're so you're so you're grieving and mm. you're you, and you're just extreme everything is heightened it's totally kind it of is a magical feeling at the same time as being incredibly painful yeah how um because at the start of the video, you kind of distinguish between like two types of breakup, the kind of breakup that you get over quickly. And then this kind of big seismic breakup that really changes your life, which mm-hmm. is which are the ones that you kind of talk about. Um, yeah. How long did it take you guys to to get over those breakups and to move on? I probably you're still I'm still <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, Four how years on, I've been there. <laughs> four years. What do you mean no. moved on, Liv? Moved no. on. I tell you what, probably for me, I, I had got, to be fair, in my I had gone through a trauma in my life before. So I, I'd, I'd lost a parent in the same year as my, yeah, as my break. And, and then I broke up with the boy, boy about what, like eight months later or something. Oh. So it was a lot. Compound effect. Yeah. So, um, so it probably took me actually two years about yeah. to start yeah. feeling normal again. Um, and, but, it, but, even now, like uh, I'm, I am over it now, like completely over it. But I haven't been in love or really liked anyone ever since. Mm. So, and that's been like four years now. But Some it's not because just like imprint themselves upon your soul, like, and you just don't really ever forget the feeling of being with them. You can move on, but yeah, some people just really almost like sign. I wouldn't. Yeah, but it's not like I want to get be with him. No, I wouldn't. Want, I wouldn't. No, that. no, no. Yeah. But it's just more like uh, I'm over it now. But yeah, two years. Two but years. All, all I'm saying is people are more special than others. Oh God, yeah. yeah. Like there are some depends. people that you move on from quite quickly and you never really think about again. Yeah, and it depends what's going on in your life. Like I said, I was going through a massive trauma as well. So yeah. like you just it's it's harder then. You sort of stuck. I remember getting over an ex and like really for for like six months it took me, and then. Um, I remember when I'd find, you know, when you're finally like clean of them, mm. you wake up and you're like, oh, I just don't feel like I need to 
prove anything or do anything. I'm just sort of, I'm happy again. And I remember that was the day I found out he got engaged. And that was like six months after we'd broken up. And it wasn't like a long-term relationship, but it was just a funny thing from the universe. I literally sat down on a Saturday night. I think it was the first Saturday night I'd spent alone since I'd broken up with him. I was like, I want to do a face mask and fucking self-care and all this shit. And then my phone just like mm. lit up and I was like, Right, and then, I right got, then I took the face mask off, went to the box and shagged someone else. So yeah, and that's how you do it. <laughs> um, I want to ask about the turning 31. You guys both turned 30 now, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you did that video. And I think for whatever reason, turning 30 is a particularly daunting milestone for women. I think particularly when you're mm. single or you're in flux with your career or your friendships, which we so often are at this age. Um, and you kind of tap into some real anxieties surrounding all of that. So now that you are both 30, how is it going so far? <laughs> it's really, it's fine. Like, I mean, in my head, I'm still 25, Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, um, and, and nothing really changed. I, to be honest, I was walking around. I was, I was like, I feel oh, sexy. I feel, sexy. <laughs> I feel in control. I'm a woman. I feel like a woman now. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and really funnily enough, I felt just as I was turning 30, things started to like fall into place. Like yeah. things just sort of like shifted. Yeah. I was like really panicked at the beginning of the year. And then like funnily enough, like external things sort of changed, which helped my anxiety. But um, it, you know, it's just a number. Nothing's, I do get an anxiety because I'm so single. I get anxiety yeah. about that thinking I do want to meet someone like by the time I'm 35 I'd like to have a baby so th that's always sort of a ticking yeah. and also in terms of my career you know being honest and being an actress in this industry you there is still sort of a nervous energy around being like am I getting older these mm. young women coming through and mm. Um, and that is scary and that is still a thing. I think it's, ter I think, you know, any milestone is like quite scary, mm -hmm. you know, and, and exciting. But I think just touching on the song, I honestly feel like writing that song and the response that it got from, you know, especially other women who were yeah. also in, in our sort of spot in life kind of made me feel better about it. I think that's part, partly mm -hmm. why the songs are cool in my opinion, because it, it oftentimes is turning something that we're both really scared of or mm. have anxiety over into like a literal anthem that you can just sing. Cause so yeah. many times I'm fucking dirty, yeah. you know, which is great. And it's, it somehow manages to like diffuse some of the stupid sort of pressure that we put on ourselves. I know, and I think when I was going to turn 30, I had this anxiety being like, should I tell people that I'm turning 30? Yeah, will it look bad on me? You know, will it look bad? Like, yeah. will people think I'm like, or too I wasn't old gonna have now, any numbers or... in my birthday. Yeah, <laughs> and then I was like, "Stop this! This is exactly yeah, what's wrong that. with the world. Like, yeah. we need to be really vocal and say that we're thirty, but we're still, we still look young and we're hot and we're fun yeah. and we're cool. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm a cool. And like, yeah, and we're gonna make thirty fabulous. Yeah, you just gotta flip the script a little bit, don't you? Yeah. So we just rebelled against our own anxiety, basically. Yeah. And so you guys did a show together in August. I mean, you've got some more coming up, right? When are those? When can people buy tickets and where? Seventh of December till the eleventh of December in London at the Turbine Theatre. They're on sale now, yeah. so uh, you should come. Oh my god, I, you have to. Come. I will be there. I will absolutely be there. I'm obsessed with the videos. Yay. I also need to ask you about the Jack Grealish song. Has he seen it? Has he? Been in touch 
a nasty oh piece God, of work. Oh, my God, such a nasty piece of work. We still love you, Jack. But, uh, no, I, I I would find it very hard to believe if he hadn't, like, at least yes. been shown it by sure. someone. Yeah. Only because we got roasted by the Aston Villa fans. When yeah. We really? Not so much anymore, we got so abuse. Yeah, we did. Oh, my God, we got told to kill ourselves. Yeah. Oh, because- God. I think we like dared to sort of objectify their boy. And I was like, oh, you don't like being objectified as a man. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's always a bit subversive, isn't it? And like, I don't know. Yeah, we never saw it still going about his so, you days. Know, magnificent calves. Yeah, I know. It's fine. We forgive him. It's fine. Yeah. Like, you know, he's a busy boy. Yeah. But maybe one day, maybe when the World Cup's around, we'll do Jack Grealish part two and then he'll notice us. We'll never give up. We'll never give up, Jack. It's time for our lessons in love segment. So this is the part of the show where I ask every guest to share something they've learned in their previous relationship experiences. Uh, Kiara, do you want to go first? I don't know. Like, I guess I just think that, you know, a lot of the times... I've learned that the relationship I'm in is also a mirror to the relationship that I'm having with myself at that time. You know, like I look back on past relationships, you know, with some horror, but also, you know, with a lot of empathy for where I was at that time and who I'd chosen to be in a relationship with. And I think learning how to maintain a sense of your own identity within Mm. a relationship is really important because as we all know, it can be, anything can happen, can change overnight, people change. Mm. And if you're not, a fully defined person without them in my experience that's found I found that quite hard when I've broken up with them it's like you're breaking up with yourself so trying to maintain a, a, a sense of your own yeah. identity um being in relationships is is important I guess that's the biggest lesson I've learned mm. that's a really good one I is think is that a good one I don't yeah know. yeah no it is maintaining a sense of autonomy I think is huge mm. and I think so often as women it's something we put to the side to please our partners because we're totally I, yeah and I yeah I back that as well because I remember when I was in my five-year boyfriend. I we were like so so like this and he moved in really really quickly and we were so 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 close and then I sort of the, and then three months later I met my two-year boyfriend and I took that energy of like being intertwined into him and he wasn't like that mm. my two-year boyfriend was like very independent he'd been single for like four years and then I came in and I was like I need to be like immersed in each other and then and then it only took me from them being single to realize oh my god no yeah. I sort of I've like reset now yeah. So totally. now I've been single for four years. I'm going to come in and be very much like, I am me, you are you. Yeah. And you're just a nice Yeah, I think being asset. with someone, because similar to that, like my boyfriend is very defined in his boundaries, you know, like from the get-go was always like, no, this is my time or, you know, I don't need to be with you every second of the day. And to me, I took that as a massive personal insult. I was like, what do you What do you mean? Because mm. in the past, I, my relationships had just become so enmeshed our existences together were just so enmeshed mm. and it's only through this relationship that I've actually learned some people do that when they break up with someone and they're single but for me I really have learned within this relationship that kind of level of autonomy is important if you want to mm. if you want to stay interested in each other as well because frankly if you sort of all over each other all the time like you get sick of them quite quickly don't you so totally. it's nice to have a bit of separation come together I feel like Esther Perel always talks about that sort of watching your partner from a distance and how sexy mm. that is and 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 then coming together is really nice after ultimately they just need to be like a really nice asset into your life 100%. don't they yeah and absolutely. it not be it's like codependent what have you learned 
I'm just trying to think. <laughs> like, that was a big one for me. It's like, now that I've been single for so long, I'm like so self-sufficient. Yeah, and I I never go on date unless you are the one. I just don't really entertain you. Yeah, I like to have a little bit of fun, but you have to be, I don't know, you'll have to be something to really blow me away. I don't, I, I used to have a lot of anxiety when I was in relationships about like, people's heads turning or like cheating and feeling quite anxious about that and and or when I'm gonna date now and I like someone and then I I, I I like and then I get anxiety being like what if they don't like me if they leave my sister always goes D if they're gonna do that then they're gonna do that nothing you can do will change that if you're gonna end up with someone you'll end up the world will make it happen so stop be, like having anxiety around it if someone's head's gonna turn someone's head's always gonna turn there's nothing that you can do about that yeah and, and having anxiety about something is sort of like praying for something you don't want. Exactly. So it's like, why would you, even, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't. So I just, I've now just got like a bit more sort of like trust in the universe. Like wherever he is, he's going to come along and. We always try and keep it light. In yeah. The just keep, keep it light. light. Just keep yeah. it light. Yeah. And don't, and don't get, trying to get stressed about it. It's going to happen. I think the best piece of advice I read about that as well is just like when you're having those anxious thoughts and you're and you're worrying about all that kind of stuff, just actually think, well, like you said, is that anxiety going to actually impact anything? Yeah. Is it going to change anything? No, it's just going to make me feel like shit. So why exactly. don't I just change my mindset and just not and just stress less about it and just let what happens happen? <laughs> Yeah, it's just, so simple, but it's like the that's it. That's our motto, which is we say that in our life as well. We just gotta keep it light. Keep it light. Just keep it light. Because there's just no point with anything. Friendship stuff. Yeah. Relationship stuff. Work stuff, especially work stuff. And in the meantime, you know, Healthy write funny songs about it. Yeah. And, and then fucking spill your guts. Yeah. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you're a new listener to Millennial Love, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or anywhere else. You can comment and leave us a rating too so that more people can find us. Keep up to date with everything to do with the show on Instagram. Just search Millennial Love. See you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.